We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Reseller Water Cooler. I'm Sam and I am your host for today. And I have two lovely ladies with me, Jen. Hi. And Julia. Hello. Um, And today our topic is time management. So just before we get started, obviously, time management is something that we all struggle with. It's something that we all work on every day and by no means are we experts in the field, but we do have a couple of different things that we would recommend as little time-saving hacks in reference to reselling. So the first thing that we want to talk about are knowing or identifying when do you work best. So what do you guys think? Are you guys more night owls or early birds? I'm definitely the night owl. Like, I cannot get my life together in the morning at all. So, I am on the struggle bus, getting myself awake, making my daughter breakfast, figuring out what I even have to do for the day, and I'm just not there. So, by the time I put her down for a nap, then I've kind of cleared my head, I've got some energy because I've eaten, and then I'm ready to go in the afternoon. So I continue on, you know, while she's napping, working, and then whenever my husband gets home and he will kind of help and take over, I can still get some stuff done. So I'm definitely more of an evening worker. Yeah, I think I'm the complete opposite of Julia because (laughs) I am a morning person and I know that I function best in the morning. So the things that are, I need the most brain power to tackle, I'm going to do those in the morning. I'm going to take the mind-numbing tasks, the things that I can do just out of routine, those are going to be my evening tasks, whether it's um, like doing laundry or um, cleaning the dishes, like those kinds of things that I don't need to really like focus in on, uh, like writing descriptions, that's a morning job for listings because I'll have my thinking cap on. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So knowing when you work best and when you're most efficient, and then you schedule your day around that, right? So you um, do your most important tasks during that time. And I'm actually opposite of both of you. My, like, (laughs) prime time is, like, from 4 to 7, like, right before everyone's coming from from home or from work. Um, And that's when I like crank out the most amount of work that I can in the morning is when I do like accounting and like all the boring things that I hate. Um, but I crank out the most that I can during that time. And I feel like that's the best way to organize your schedule, um, to get the most important things done. Wait, did you just say you do accounting in the morning? Like that is the most (laughs) I could never, that is not exciting to wake up and like look forward to doing. (laughs) I mean, I don't love it, but it's just like entering in information. So it's just like, you know, mind numbing work. Oh gosh, no, that would not definitely not wake me up. (laughs) So I guess everybody's definition of mind numbing could be completely different. So you have to know exactly what mind numbing means to you. (laughs) 
True, true. Like, for instance, like I know that listing is probably like the most important task for me. So I try to crank out all those listings as many as I can during that time um, because it requires the most brain work for me. But some people might think that that comes really easy to them. So that might be something that they start with in the morning. I think that's a really good point, Sam. Um, in terms of thinking like what's, if you have a limited amount of time, right, and you have to think about what you're going to get done and you're going to put the listing first because that brings you the money, right? Money. Yeah. So, but for me, my situation's a little bit different. I've talked about this in the part-time reseller podcast. I only list five items a day. So sharing is the thing that affects my sales, at least on Poshmark. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the thing I'm going to prioritize over listing if I need to, because if I just, you know, make my listings tomorrow then, then I have 10 instead of five. Yeah. So then because you only work part time, like you have to have your days planned out. So do you, how do you plan your, do you plan out your week? Do you plan out your month? Do you plan out like the day before? How do you handle that piece of it? Oh, I actually go week, like do the week through. I don't think I could do a whole month. I don't think I have that much focus. And I do, I'm willing to accept that I can't control everything in my life. I don't like to accept that, but I do accept it. And I know that things can change, right? Like last night we were supposed to record our podcast, but we changed it around and we're doing it now. And so I have to be flexible, but I, so I, I have some room in my schedule to know when to expect things to be done. I'm a very heavy Google Calendar user. I'm just a heavy Google user. Gmail runs my life. I think life. we've learned that by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of bad. <laughs> if you want to hack me and figure out what I'm doing. But um, I do use the calendar. I do use Google Keep and that keeps me, I use everything except tasks, but um, that keeps me on schedule so I know where I need to be and what needs to get done. I'm a big list person. Like I love writing out lists and crossing them off. Like it just is so satisfying for me. Like no, I, I can't, I can't do too. the electronic. Like I like the physical. It makes me feel like the okay, act of it. doing it. Yeah, exactly. But I usually plan out the week, like generally. So, for instance, like Thursdays, I like to go sourcing, or you know, in, I like to do inventory in bulk or photography in bulk. You know, that's on a good week when I'm like feeling good in the head. But you know. If I don't get to it that way, then I like to at least put a like list of goals for the day and then check those off and plan the day, you know, a day ahead of when I need to do it. What about you, Julia? I like to just plan a day in ahead because I never know exactly what I'm going to be able to do with Limbry. Um, so that's kind of one thing I've learned is to not over plan because then when I can't do stuff, I get frustrated and then that holds me back. So I'll just, and usually at nighttime, I'll just make a list of stuff I need to do the next day and allow myself some flexibility and some wiggle room. And I, if I'm able to get that done, then I'm happy. And if I have some one or two things, left over I know I can move that to the next day I'm okay with that I don't want to like cram so much stuff in one day that I get to like two things and then I'm like crap well I didn't get crap done like I'm defeated you know so 
I've kind of learned to give myself grace, I guess. And with having a toddler, <laughs> that's, that's important because you never know how she's, you know, going to have a day. But she's usually very good and cooperates and lets me get some stuff done, at least while she's awake. Some is the key word. So. No, I like that, giving yourself grace because you can't always, like, control everything, right? Um I think that's kind of the beauty of this job too. Like we can plan and plan, but sometimes things come up and, you know, if you're a full-time reseller, you can kind of drop things as you go because you need to spend time with your family or something happens. You know, it's, but you also have to be, give yourself grace to say, it's okay if you don't get that done and know what's most important for that day. Um, what about time blocking? Do you guys do that? So you block out your day, so you're going to spend two hours on Poshmark, an hour shipping, three hours sourcing. Is that something that you guys do at all? I personally do not, just because, um, like I said, I don't ever know from day to day. I will say, you know, I want to list this many things on Poshmark or I want to cross list this many things to eBay, but I won't say like, I'm going to spend a whole hour doing this one activity. I'll just, you know, usually put it to a number and then if I get it done, I'm, I move on to something else. Yeah, I'm a lot like Julia. I don't, I don't block things out just because I don't like rules. And I feel constrained. I, I'm like saying it as a joke, but I'm being serious. And um, so I'm more of a scheduler in terms of like, I need to be at work from 8 to 4.30. I need to record the podcast from, you know, 9 to 10. Like I schedule those things out so that I know where my breaks are. And then I make sure that there is, you know, maybe an hour or two free. And using my Google Keep, because you said you like, Sam, you said you like to write task lists out. My Google mm -hmm. Keep, you know, the clicking of the button is what satisfies me. So I'll know, like, today I want to do, I want to list this, I want to share this, I want to measure items, I want to batch photography, whatever it is. And then I can slip it into that when I have time. But, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I don't necessarily time block, but what I do is I like to time myself. So I think I alluded to this in another episode, but... Um, one thing I do, like when there's like a really daunting task or something that I don't love, for instance, um, taking photos, like that's not my most favorite task. I know, um, Rachel is great at it and Jen, you love it too. But for me, it's just something that I like, I just have to get through. So what I like to do is I like to set a timer for 30 minutes on my watch and then just like crank out as many as I can. And I have like a pretty good idea of like what my average is. So then what I do is because I, okay, so I time that and then I say, okay, I got 15 done in this 30 minutes. And then I try to beat that for the next 30 minute round. And it kind of just speeds up the time. So it goes a lot faster for me. So in terms of, um, timing yourself there's actually the pomodoro technique i don't know if you guys have heard about this you time yourself in 25 minute um increments and it's actually like a really effective workflow and then after every every 25 minutes you take like a five or ten minute break so that you don't get overwhelmed with what you're doing yes i've heard that i've heard, I've heard that i've heard like 
45 minutes and then taking 15 minutes. I think it kind of just You can depends. arrange it whatever yeah. way you want. I think they say 25 minutes so you don't get burnt out. Because sometimes I think people are like half an hour, just that number scares you. Like 45 minutes is close to an hour, so it scares you. Yeah. Like, but 25 minutes usually seems to be. I've done it at work before on different projects and it's worked really well. So if you are into time blocking or into, you know, beating the clock, I think the Pomodoro technique is pretty good. And there's like one on the internet you can just like set on your phone. And it'll yep. ding for you. Yeah, and then you can, like, actually, like, stop and drink some water or go to the bathroom. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's, a good, like, that's yeah. a good tip. It makes you feel like you were laser-focused for this amount of time. You got this done, accomplished. Okay, now I can move on to something else and feel like mm-hmm. you're actually hitting those goals. Right. Another big time hack would be outsourcing. So I know a lot of people like to have control over the every part of their business, especially as entrepreneurs, but sometimes it's more effective to just outsource a task that you're not as efficient at, you don't like, you don't love um, to somebody else because it's going to, you know, improve your business in the long run. Yeah, I 100% agree. There's a lot of companies out there right now. I don't know about a lot. But there are a few companies out there right now for virtual assistants that are actually within the reseller community. And so they know about Poshmark. They know how to, you know, cross list on eBay. And so if that's something that you're interested in or you want to grow your business and say maybe you're like Jen and you work full time or maybe even you resell full time, but you know you can't get there on your own, outsourcing would be a good idea and a good thing to kind of go ahead and jump on um, for you to make that next step in your business. Yeah, I think sometimes people are terrified of giving over the reins mm-hmm. um, in terms of your business. And I think that's what you have to, you have to rethink your, reframe your thinking on letting people in and letting people help you or hiring people because that's what business, like that's what businesses do as you grow. You have to give up the little things and you have to find the ways to cut the corners. And I think that, um, finding the corners that you don't like and selling those off, you know, to somebody else is ideal. Exactly. Yeah, like I hate sharing, I so say. I outsource that piece because for me, it's not effective if I'm spending my time sharing instead when I could be listing instead or sourcing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, outsource the thing you hate the most first, and then yeah, see agreed. how you like it, and then go from there. Yeah. And then like review on how it worked. Like, did you get more sales in this amount of time? Like do a test and see how it works for you. Okay. So here's a big one, taking a break. So I know sometimes we like to just like work, 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 work through every tiredness and whatever you have going on. But sometimes you just need to take a break and stop doing social media (laughs) yeah (laughs) but or like you know like say you're gonna like work from like eight to six or something you know and then having like a a set time where you're gonna like put it away so then you can get refreshed for the next day but then a big one yeah to your point is social media like do you need to take a break from looking at what everyone else is sourcing and how much people are making and comparing because it's super easy to do that yeah i think some people just 
like it's just ingrained like you automatically like you just your phone is there you go to the app and you don't even really know and then next thing you know you're scrolling through all the posts and the stories and it just it eats away at your time and 30 minutes later you're like what how have i already been on here 30 minutes so if it's just needing if it's just you needing to delete the app for the time period that you're blocking off for yourself to work then do that because that will definitely save you time and then you like you won't even instinctly just do it because you've deleted the app i actually have a controversial tip kind of going off what julie just said take it a step further delete it for an entire month because when you come back you will have like the first week you're jones and for effects you want to know what julia's posting in her lives like you want to <laughs> see her stories you want to know what sam found at the bins like you you're, you you know you miss it but when you come back after a month you're able to control yourself because you've already built a new routine and you've put other things in place that are more helpful to you so if you find that you're spending too much time scrolling i 100 percent support getting rid of it for a month or, or longer and coming back because you'll be able to use it effectively as like you know a time distractor but you also have already filled the space that you were wasting before with effective habits that's i love that that's deep jen super deep <laughs> she knows that's from personal me. experience <laughs> yeah i just did one i want to do another <laughs> yeah have a little fun Okay, so here's a big one that I want to um, talk about. So thinking about where do you waste the most time? So that could be different for everyone, but having an understanding of where you're wasting time can really help you refocus on the things that you need to do to be more efficient and effective. So for instance, um, if you have, if you're wasting time driving between stores or you're going sourcing three times a week because you're not finding enough, you need more inventory, etc. Maybe something that you could do is setting aside a full day to go sourcing, right? So it's kind of like batching the sourcing for one full day. What I like to do is like on sale days, for instance, I go from like eight to eight and I spend the whole day, get as much inventory wow. as I can. So then I have that ready to go and I'm not you know, driving between home and different stores, you know, multiple times during a week. That's, that's insane. That's <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's really tiring. Dang. <laughs> but that it works because exhausting. then you have like a nice inventory reserve of things that you can be listing for the next two weeks, depending on how many things you list a day. No, it's really smart because you're not driving back and forth every day. Um, and and you're right, like wasting time driving to and from the thrift store or wherever you're sourcing from. Okay, that goes back to kind of also could be the outsourcing topic that we just discussed of finding inventory and other methods as in, you know, you can shop online, 
you can do um, liquidations, you can do auctions, you can shop on Poshmark and have it delivered directly to your house just to resell it on Poshmark or even eBay. So those are options too if you're running low on time or maybe you work full time and you can uh, do that like on a break or stuff like that. So that's always an option to save a ton of driving and a ton of time. Yeah, for me, especially because I work full time, um, like I, I'm going to have to go to the thrift store at some point. I'm going to have to list like those are things, you know, they're just part of it. So I outsource, I guess is the right word, other pieces of my life. So um, Ashley talked about in the part time reseller um, episode and she gave it to me like months ago, maybe like a year ago. She told me that she gets her groceries like she just picks them up at the store. Like she orders it in advance and she picks them up. And I started yes. doing that and it's life changing. And I don't spend an hour in the grocery store and I don't end up buying things I don't need. So that's definitely a plus. It's also a money saver. Um, I don't like cooking. So my mommy spoils me. Hi, mom. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she spoils me and she'll get me like um, one of those meal boxes um, that come in the mail. So it's already there for me and I just dump it in a pan and I cook like yeah that's perfect but Julia didn't you also get a cleaning lady so that was something that you outsourced so you outsourced the cleaning of your home because you didn't want to spend that time exactly I don't like cleaning like a whole ton like I'm not fond of it so that was where I decided to go and spend my money to outsource that task and it didn't last very long, so we don't have the cleaning lady anymore. She left, like she fired us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was so sad because I remember whenever she left, I was texting y'all, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so good! Like I yeah. wish she would just move in with us." Blah blah blah. Yeah, that was very short lived, and so that kind of broke my heart. But so now, no, we we we're, we haven't replaced her. We just kind of clean our on our own but that is definitely an option to save you time mm-hmm. okay i think that kind of ties into with you know their time saving tip of one getting an inventory system because that's important but two shipping there are ways to save time when you go to ship your items besides just pulling it as far as having the right kind of labels, the right kind of boxes or envelopes ready and on hand. Like, if you do not know, USPS has free boxes that works with Poshmark, and you can also obviously ship on eBay with them. So please don't go buy boxes, because some people have done that when they first started out. But if you have a Dymo label, uh, that saves me a ton of time. I used to print them on sheets of paper from a regular printer and then have to cut the label out. Oh, my gosh. And then cut tape it on the box. Tape. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So so if you want to really save time on your shipping, get a Dymo or a Zebra or some kind of, like, thermal label printer. Like, you will be in heaven after you have that. Um, yeah. And, and I think also, too, knowing what platform you're selling on in terms of that. Um, because I sell on Mercari a lot lately. And obviously on eBay as well. And those boxes, because I do everything by weight with those ones, so the boxes don't always necessarily work. So I make sure I know ahead of time that I need a poly mailer. That way I'm not struggling last minute to figure out what fits or wasting my time trying to shove something in a box that mm-hmm. could just go on the poly mailer. Or like if you're selling hard goods 
And, you know, obviously those are irregular sizes. So knowing that before you have it listed and having that box ready to go, instead of just like scrounging for whatever you can find, another good thing or another uh, hack you could do is asking anyone and everyone that you know that basically orders on Amazon and gets all the good free shipping supplies. Yeah. Getting all that because that is a big win. Yeah, I use those for my shoes mostly. Those are perfect. Yeah, I size. love getting like the the air pockets. Those are the best. And Jen from Verdant North also has a very similar time-saving tip. Take a listen. This is Jen from Verdant North, and my number one time-saving tip is to make sure you have a system in place for locating items quickly and making sure they are prepped and ready to be shipped. Having to search for or lint roll or prep items that have just been sold will make shipping take a million times longer. We also reached out to the Instagram community to find out what time-saving hacks you have. Here are a few of our faves. From Silver Lining Threads, we received the tip to use your Posh campaign funds to buy inventory. As she puts it, it's free money. From Threadheads underscore apparel, we received the tip to categorize your to-do list based on priority. Home by Blake suggests using the PickTap Go instead of Snapseed. Um, it cuts down on the editing time is what's been suggested, so some of you guys will have to let us know if that works. And from Sweet Rebel Fashion, we got the tip to keep your clothes hanging until photographs so you don't have to steam them. Okay, so what about time-saving hacks for listing? What do you guys have? Okay, I always list from the computer first because it goes a lot faster than having to type all the description and everything from the phone. So if you list from the computer, and even if your pictures are on the computer, I mean, that's perfect. You just plug it in and you're done. I usually go uh, save it as a draft wherever I'm at and then just plug in the pictures that I say that I have on my phone because they don't connect to the iCloud and they don't, you know, go on my computer or anything. But I used to only list just from my phone and it was taking forever and I realized it was so much faster on the computer. Yeah, actually, I think in a previous episode, I said that I automatically sent everything to my iCloud, but then I realized that that is actually slower. So what I would do now that Poshmark has drafts, I'll just draft the listing on the computer and then upload the photos from my phone. But I'll like draft 15, the max that I can, and then immediately go onto my phone and upload the pictures from there. Because what I used to do was, you know, I had to wait and like it would re-download from the cloud. So it just took forever. And so that was a big time saver for me is just to draft it on the computer and then upload the photos from my phone. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I think that to find your ideal listing speed time management process, um, it's a lot of trial and error, like what works best for you and what, Mm -hmm. um, like I did, I do try listing from my phone. I do, but I'm just not, I mean, you guys can attest to this. I cannot text to save my life. I have the biggest thumbs in the history of the world, so it takes me longer to type out the word that. Like, it should be a simple word. I can't. It's always T H A Y. So, typing on a computer <laughs> is. No, you, now you'll notice it. I um, do think I remember that. Yeah, it's like a problem. But anyway, um, so typing on a computer, I'm more effective. It works for my fingers. 
I can get it done super fast. So I'm always going to write my descriptions on a computer and I'd rather save it to something that if I did have to copy and paste from my phone to list, then that works best for me. Saves me time. Don't have to re-edit it. And, you know, that that's what works. But for some other people, that might not be what works. It might be maybe you are a super typer or you can really do voice to text and that works for you. Doesn't work for me. She doesn't okay. like me. I do have a time-saving tip if you are going to do most of this stuff from your phone. You, you could even apply it to if you're doing it from the computer, but you can do shortcuts on your phone. So if you want at the end of every listing, if you want to have, you know, smoke-free, pet-free home, or it's an excellent, great condition, or sorry, I don't trade, but I'll accept offers. Like all those you can make into a shortcut. So you can just type one or two letters and it automatically pops all that up into your description and if you're doing it say on the computer and you want to do the same thing then you can just have like a sticky note up on your desktop or you know even in a word document that you just open up every time you go to list and you just copy and paste that same thing into each of your listings so you're not constantly typing the same phrases a hundred times a week that like is that, actually Julia. my favorite hack I created one actually on Apple if you have it on your text replacement it on the uh, phone, it automatically goes onto your computer. So all of the same like shortcuts I have also go there. So I have it for like offers or NWT, new with tags or NWOB, uh, brand new with tags or without tags and without box, like all those things. Or um, if you're going on vacation, instead of like writing a novel to each person that buys something, you can say like, hey, thanks for your purchase. I'm going to ship by this date. If you have any questions or concerns, let me know. And so like when you're on vacation, you can just quickly send that. And so they have that right away. Saving tip when they are like cross-listing or relisting on the same platform, or how do you think it goes fast for you doing those tasks? Um, so I cross post immediately to Poshmark and eBay. So as soon as I create the draft on Poshmark and then add the photos, I do the same on eBay and just automatically bring it over. I feel like it's really fast and then that way all of those things are just top of mind and it's just an easy copy paste. Yeah, that would be quick to do at the same time so you're not having to go back and revisit that same item. Yeah. And I think the biggest problem with going back and revisiting is trying to remember what did you cross post? Like, do you have to, like, yes. you, then you have to search it and then see like, cause you don't want to do it again. Right. A hundred percent agree. <clears throat> if you're going to cross list, it's obnoxious. I think to start, cause I did do this recently um, when I was relisting, but I would go through all your items and whatever platform you prefer. And if you want to cross list to another platform that also sells those items, I would 100% just do it like all at once. Like if you're relisting on Poshmark, then list at the same time on Mercari or eBay or Tradesy or I mean Amazon, whatever whatever other platforms I'm missing here. Um, do it because you're already doing it. So why not take the time? Like just do it and then start over from scratch. And when I do a new listing, I do them all at once because why are you holding yourself back from making money, right? Yep, that's right. That's what we're here for. And I, I think like, so say you're all on Poshmark and you want to get into eBay. I think a really good way to start that process is 
cross-listing like all your new items obviously right away but then if you want to go back I would do it by brand so then you have a list of your brand and then you know like okay I'm gonna cross post all soft surroundings or all J crew or whatever it is so then you have like that checklist is done and then you go to the next brand and then on down where were you a month ago when I was relisting everything (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what I did by brand and it gives you more brand relevancy relevancy, exactly of customers that are you know like that certain brand and they look in your store and they don't see you have like just a mismatch mod pod whatever but you kind of are going with the same substance so anyways so i have a good uh time saving tip for poshmark users and for people a lot of people do know this but if you don't sharing um obviously is a big part of being and selling your items on poshmark and sharing also takes a ton of time but if you share from the browser it is usually a lot faster than sharing from like your iphone or phone in general or an ipad or something like that the desktop is pretty quick as well but if you open up poshmark on your phone say in the browser instead of in the app it will share like 10 times faster because it's not going through all of their i don't know i guess infrastructure hardware whatever to try to i guess reshare and upload your item and read all the information the browser is a lot faster i used to do that on a tablet i had to i would open it in the browser so try that let us know if you think you like that better So in terms of bookkeeping, which I know is everybody's absolute favorite way to spend their time. Yeah, I'm kidding, right? (laughs) It's the best. Um, Do you guys have any, I don't know, tips or tricks or shortcuts or... So what I I do is... do it right away. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. So whenever I get home, I put everything in right away. And then I also put the receipt and the expenses like in right away and then I file it. So then it's out of the out of the way, I have it in the system and then I know it's taken care of. But in regards to, I like to keep an itemized list of everything that I sell. So what I like to do, because I don't wanna like go into it every morning, I try to do it like once a week. So then I have all my sales up to date and I have a spreadsheet of my, uh, sales for the month and how everything's tracking and so I have all of that information updated weekly ideally oh that's kind of nice yeah it's nice because then I can see where I'm at for the week or the month and you know have an understanding of like what my margins are looking like how much money I've spent on inventory it's like this whole sheet that I have built out for every single month and then obviously totaling up for the year but because it takes time to put it in each individual sale, I like to do that one time a week, typically in the morning, like I just mentioned. Do y'all have any uh, favorite time-saving tips for, like, when you're at the store, you're at the thrift sourcing? Like, do you have anything in the store that you like to do or lets you move a lot quicker through aisles or you know, kind of what you're looking at or do you have any time-saving tips for the stores? 
Um, so my time-saving hack at the thrift actually is a hand-flicking motion, which sounds ridiculous, and I am being serious. So what I do is I make sure I, – I start down a row, and I figure out where the tags, like the front of the shirt, is facing you, and I push them all the way back. Like I push it to the end of the rack, and then I kind of – so hard to describe. It would be better if this was a video, but I <laughs> – but I – grab the first one and I kind of like look at it and then push it like behind me so that I work my way so it's like left hand right hand left hand right hand and that way I can kind of get a quick look of the brand and the top of the the shirt and spend the least amount of time um plus it also doesn't make your arms hurt you know having to look at each single one um but that's my my time-saving yeah. hack at the thrift is the hand flicking I'm gonna have to try that. TM trademark it's- Jen <laughs> Yeah, that's key. Going as fast as you can. But also taking the time to like, if you see a nice tag, stop, pull it out. Oh, yeah. Pop it in your cart. Because I yes. find that if you research while you're looking through the rack, you go a lot slower. So I like like to put all of the items that I know are good items in like the big basket of the cart. And then the items that need research, I put them in like the front where like a baby would sit. So then I yeah. have them separated, and then oh, I know I like that. that those ones need research, and then the other ones are good to go. They just need a look over. That's actually a really good idea. Another big time-saving hack is to go, if you ha- are on a limited time, go right to the new racks. Check those out. See what, you know, if there's good stuff coming out. It's a good indication that you can look for specifically that color tag. And then the other thing that I like to do when I am short on time is I like to go to the sections that are most profitable. So, for instance, shoes is a big one or jeans is a big one for me. And then I spend my time looking through those ones first. Yeah, I'm a dress person. So I always hit the dresses first. That's my... That's my jam. So that's where I'm going first. That's where I'm going first, and I'm going to spend my time there. And then I'll dive into um, shirts, actually. And that's where the hand-flicking motion is most effective. Most key. (laughs) And then I think it's important to know, like, by store, which ones, like, have, like, better shoes or um, dresses. Like, for me, I know that there's specific stores that I can always count on, like, jackets or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing buy store what you know you can get your most bang for your buck and or your time is important agreed okay well i think that's it for today so we hope you got some good time saving hacks from this episode um we'd love if you would follow us on instagram at reseller water cooler or on facebook um and you can send us an email if you'd like give us some feedback tell us a little bit about what you want to hear in the next episode And our email address is resellerwatercooler at gmail.com. And if you would like to send in a little tip or a little shout out, send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear you on Anchor. We'd love to hear what your feedback is and if you have any suggestions or things that you'd like to hear from us in future episodes. And then we'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. We're having a lot of difficulty ending this episode, you guys. So I'm editing all of that out. <laughs> but this is a really long struggle to tell you to subscribe to us on your favorite streaming platforms, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and Stitcher.
Bye. Now go sell some stuff. We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler.